You know, there's a personal dimension to today's conversation with Joyce, uh, because if I look at myself in the mirror, uh, I do not handle uh, emotionally charged conversations where the topic uh, revolves around a profound difference that uh, you have with either the person or the group that you're with. And I all too often uh, get a little over-emotional. My voice kind of gets a little bit higher. And anything that comes out of my mouth typically does nothing to help uh, the situation. And so today, Joyce and I go about providing practical tips on how individuals and groups can effectively navigate difficult conversations in a way that lowers the heat, builds trust, and promotes common understanding. And, you know, if HR and OD practitioners aren't the ones to lead this conversation, uh, then who? And in a work setting where these disagreements can hurt morale, uh, damage the culture, not to mention the profitability of a company, uh, HR and OD practitioners need to flex their third-party facilitation muscle to get at these difficult conversations. So uh, come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Morning, Joyce. It's a good morning. It's a great morning. I'm using my geography, the way my back is straight and my head is held up high as if I had a string pulling me up. I feel powerful. And I'm and leaning you... forward on my with my chin in my hands. I'm sort of slumping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both are good. I, they I love really the are. Do you love my new glasses? Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, listeners, Joyce, you, you probably know by now, red is her favorite color and she's got, God, I can't hexagon. tell her. Hexagon. Hex I was going to say octagons, but she has hexagon red glasses. That look like lifesavers, right? I mean, they they're lifesaver red. They're definitely lifesaver red. Yeah. yeah. Like almost day glow. Like, uh, <laughs> I know I, I asked my daughter if they're too bold she's just sighed and walked away so I have a topic for today that's on my mind you don't want to talk about glasses <laughs> just kidding about glasses forever I just ordered <laughs> yellow reading glasses it's like a candy store now because you can buy them online um I was thinking about and there's a lot written about it but from our own experience how to have healthy, tough conversations across profound differences. And that's everywhere today. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's for OD people, especially if you wanna work in the public sector, we need to talk about public sector OD because I did that too. Um, boy, is that a market for OD people to get in to it, say, I can help you. I can help all 50. I can help all two to have difficult conversations across profound differences. Certainly vaccination is one of those topics today. And everybody was mentioning in the newspaper, hey, have a happy Thanksgiving and may, may the fights stay non-physical. So let's talk about tips, failures, how we have handled many a difficult 
conversation. So, so I'll start out. This isn't a tip as much as it is the first volley in this conversation. There's a new norm uh, in our uh, country where if you're with someone or you have a friend or a colleague that you know there's a real chasm between your beliefs uh, yeah. and vaccine's a great example, there's a new norm that you don't talk about it. Right. You kind of look at it, recognize, yeah, this is a difference. And then you open up a drawer and you put it in, uh, which is avoidance, which or I- loving. Or yeah, or loving. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm about to contradict what you said. I, I have found that that's not a good long-term strategy, mm -hmm. leaving it kind of locked in the closet um, probably just makes the chasm that much deeper. Or yes. So And, and kills um, the sense of hope and intimacy and connection that can happen when you can live yeah. and have expressed differences. Yeah. I've, I've had several of those conversations recently and I did learn one element that may be obvious, but I'm gonna mention it because once I noticed it and mentioned it, everything got better. Both the person I was speaking with and I began to talk very fast and interrupt. We were dedicated to exploring a topic together and it got, I got um, combative after da 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 was the rhythm. Da da da. Oh yeah. Da 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 da. And it wasn't loud. It was just too fast. Yeah. And um, so, and I used this hint also in um, a racially charged school system where I taught. And that was the 30 second pause between speakers. Mm -hmm. And we instituted that and oh my gosh, what a difference. So there's your biggest tip of the day. <laughs> Institute slow talking and enough space to take the fight out of the air slightly. Well, it's, it's interesting. You just said that it was easy to say that, but that is so hard to do. Mm. You know, if I think of just normal dialogue in today's world, we don't listen that well to the person who's talking to us. We literally kind of half listen in the background mm -hmm. and in our head are rehearsing what we want to say back to them. Yeah. Uh, if I put it in, in the context of, um, uh, you know, conflict or where there's major differences, I think it gets amplified, meaning that, you know, you, you look like you're attentive and you're listening to the person, but you're really not. You have all of your shields up to deflect whatever they're saying that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. And then you repeat it back to them. So they've gone. And then all of a sudden you kind of put out there and, um, that to me is where kind of the conflict escalates because you're not hearing me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, and I think you and I have talked about this. Uh, you've said on a number of occasions, there's 10 sides to every story. Seven. Right? Seven. Okay. So 28. There's, 28. <laughs> there, there's seven sides to every story. 
and there's an element of truth in every one of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And, and so I think I use truth as we talk about this topic. Uh, imagine shifting from not listening to, to kind of brace yourself and push back, but to uh, listen for that, uh, that inkling of truth or that 10% truth. Uh, that to me, uh, it's hard to do and you have to kind of keep doing it in a cycle. Uh, but I think that could be valuable to, to come to some common understanding, even if that's to agree to disagree. Right. And I'm thinking of all kinds of things now that I've done that have helped a situation. Um, here's, here's my thought too, when it's a, this is why OD or others gets get drawn in it really when it's a horrific conversation it really helps to have a facilitator to have is oh, gotcha. facilitation and boy we should offer our services a lot more in the public sector to do that yeah um and i i ran workshops across religious differences and they were profound and Here's two things helped, or a lot of things helped, but it, I also love having people shake hands before they start a conversation, whether it's 50 people or two, and shake hands at the end. And if they can't shake hands at the end, the group, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. I it like that. Yeah, it can't end until everybody is willing to shake hands, not to say, I'm sorry or anything, but to say, hi, I'm a human. Hi, I'm a human. You're a human. Hello. Um, I once ran a group that was in a highly conflict situation and I found notes from it. And also in the, uh, the workshops I do across religion, I, um, I do more than just have them set norms. But, you know, everybody now sets norms. And yeah. I, my, my rule was how can, what norm has to be in place? So you can feel as true to your thoughts as you want to be so that it can be a bold conversation. And so you feel very safe in saying what you want to say. And they'll always come up with great norms and they'll be kind of generic. And then you have to stop and say, no, no, no. Get very specific about it for this group, for this topic, what would be the norms? Don't make fun of priests. Yeah. Don't assume blah, blah, blah. And so to get them very specific helps a lot. And even then, they won't help unless you stop at least twice in a three-hour meeting and literally have people come up. Here I am, flip chart queen. Yeah. And mark the plus for where we're doing well and a minus where we're not so good. So you keep fluffing it up and refreshing the contract you've made to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. And, and there you go again, Joyce. What that exercise of pausing and then doing kind of a where are we hitting it, where are we not, is the power of a pause. Underline that. Underline it. You know, you said it, but I just wanted to draw that out. Yeah, and also enforce it. If yeah. because one of the things in the in my um I pray anyway playbook, which is for group discussions. Can I, um, yeah, yeah. So it just popped in my head. 
you know, there, there's so much today around empathy, you know, and if you think about um, uh, uh, emotional intelligence, when you talk about leadership models, empathy is, is big. Um, And in the context of our conversation, I find, and I'm looking at HR in particular, when you have a situation where it may be misconduct in the workplace, Mm-hmm. or it may be something that was done or said between two associates and, and you're pulled in. Uh, I, I find that we too often, and I've done this, so I'm not just looking and pointing a finger elsewhere. You, you kind of look at what happened in a very narrow framework. And then you turn to whatever your policy is and then make a decision based on what that policy says mm-hmm. and your objective view of what that person did or said. And I find that when, particularly when you have 10 people in the room say this person should be terminated because they uh, use profanity in the workplace in front of customers. Um, to <laughs> me, a little alarm should go off. I just use an extreme. An alarm went off like, let's get into the context and try to empathize for what was going on in that person's mind that created the environment or the situation or their actions. It may not change your decision, but to spend extra time trying to get the other person, assume that they're reasonable, assume that they've been with you 10 years, haven't had this issue. And then all of a sudden, bang. Um, Would you have that as I listen to you, I would have that conversation with the person alone yeah. to get, to get a, full, enough fullness of understanding. Clearly. Yeah. You don't bring you in don't, anybody else. Yeah. You don't bring in a panel. No, I, it's clearly, it's just, it's just testing, you know, are we really getting not mm-hmm. only where this person was in that moment, but perhaps, you know, uh, broadening it out to time and space what happened that created these conditions? You know, it's kind of like someone's parent dying and they go in the workplace, and they do something very inappropriate, uh, a dismissible offense. Um, but the context is they, they just lost a parent or they lost a child. Um, so empathy. Yeah. Or, or context. Context. Absolutely. Well, if you want to take it to feeling from feelings to thought, um, I'm thinking of so many things all at once that I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the tight setting specific norms for a specific meeting and then pausing for those. The other thing is with pause um, in these cross religious workshops that I did, a norm that I put out was anyone can say, pause, it's too hot for me now. I'm starting to hate Jack. Uh, and, and all anybody had to do was raise their hand and say, pause. And we would pause, I'd time it for 60 seconds. Then I'd go back to the person that asked for the pause. They'd start to say why I said, no, no, we had the pause, go on with your thought. And, if, and by the way, if that thought gets somebody else hot, say hot and we pause. Now, if you have quite a few pauses, you might say what the hell's going on and, uh, should we, are we not ready for this conversation? 
Yeah, which also, which also works wonders. And it's not to say you're bad, you're getting too crazy, but I'm thinking, if facilitator says, we're not ready for this conversation. Do yeah. we want to try some more or do we want to go away for a while? Yeah, it's almost like the one-on-one where, uh, you know, whether it's a boss or a colleague, they want to give their colleagues some feedback. So they're all charged up. There are just sometimes the, the, the fertility of being willing to accept and then have uh, feedback grow. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like not now. You know? and, and absolutely. Anybody for any reason can say, pause, it's too hot, yeah. too uncomfortable. And they don't have to explain. Just have the pause and then go back to the content, not the feelings, and see if the, if the people are ready. You can so sidetrack progress by going into everybody's feelings instead of just saying this pause is to create enough safety and comfort that we can go forward with the conversation. We've taken a minute break. Let's try again. Because it's, that's, it's so easy to sidetrack content. Yeah. You know, I'll just underline it again, pause. It seems like we kind of always come back to the the value of pause when having difficult conversations where differences are big. Uh, you know, uh, I've only tried this a few times, but I, um, I was asked to come in and facilitate uh, a group of friends. So these are friends. I'm a part mm-hmm. of the group. And mm-hmm. they were really distraught over we've become fractured to the point where uh, we don't even meet in the same place to have coffee. We have two mm-hmm. different groups. So there's the context. Um, and uh, I have offered uh, to come in and facilitate a conversation. And we've yet to have the conversation. But what I offered up is we have a history together. We have trust in one another. We've traveled mm-hmm. with one another. We've been mm-hmm. in each other's homes. So to begin the conversation with a one-on-one Um, you know, asking the question of one another. So why are you my friend? Mm -hmm. And asking that a couple of times, because they say, oh, you're a good guy. You make me laugh. Okay. So, but why, why we've been at this a long time. So it kind of creates, I think it lowers the temperature of the conversation Mm -hmm. you're about to have. And I think it gets people real. Maybe it's the pause before you start with this human being across from me you know, whatever the issue is, won't get vaccinated. Um, you know, uh, let's look at them as a human first. I, that to me is valuable. Yeah, I haven't no, done I it yet, so. but it's valuable. No, I think it is too. And you're contextualizing the conversation and also highlighting the positive. Yeah. Before you jump in. And so whether you take that at the individual level or in a search conference, where people share their views on what's going on in the world that's novel and significant, that creates immediate common ground for digging into deeper differences. So I really support that. Another uh, formula that I've used, and and I'll count, I'll have my little tablet out and I'll be my device out and I'll be counting. You get to have two, you have to ask two questions before you can make a statement or give an opinion. You have to ask two statements of somebody else about the topic. And um, it makes people nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes people nuts. On, on both, both ends of the conversation. Uh-huh. 
Oh, I'm glad you said both ends. And I think we've brought this up before. This is tricky, but there's another way. And let's say one time I was working with a group that was really divided on the art and the science of food retailing. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot under the collar. But loving food or logistics, you know, <laughs> the, art, <laughs> the art and science. And I had people make a human continuum with in a line of gradations. So over here was science, over here was art. And if you had to find a way to line up about where you fit and the strength of your opinion on that continuum. So it even made people say, no, I think I care more about the science than you do. And they had to resolve that. So they had to have the continuum. And then um, I brought the two people at the furthest ends together and to have the group who was still standing all the time, hey, standing helps a lot, uh, ask questions of them. And then, at, then say, does anybody need to readjust on the continuum? And then I call it the, the muddle in the middle. <laughs> I bring yeah. people forward, um, may, depending on the number of people, I've done it with up to 20, let's say you bring up five. And the five say, wow, listening to you, here's what I've learned and it grows the middle, yeah. which is kind of interesting. So I share that for a wiki wacko um, exercise when you're in the mood. You, you know where my thinking's going, Joyce, and we're, we're close to uh, uh, the end. Um, so I think about some of the political divides. Yes. So whether it's the issues, uh, yep. whether it's the parties, yep. whether it's the uh, extreme, uh, the extreme beliefs on either end of the continuum. Sorry about that, Bobby. No, don't worry about yeah. it. You know, so I didn't break stride at all. I just kept going. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can think about where our conversation today has worked uh, at a kind of local in my life uh, uh, who I'm, I hang with or who are my clients. But when I think about the big political divides, mm -hmm. Does what we've suggested, whether it be the pause, whether it be the, you know, asking where are we or not now, mm -hmm. does, does it, is it applicable to those significant divides? You started with vaccination. That's a significant, you know, yeah. you're either with it or you don't want to do it, you know? Certainly Senate and, and the Congress needs OD practitioners available. I'd, yeah. I'd get him on the staff for Pete's sake. I wrote to Angus King, the main senator, and I did not get a reply saying you as an independent have a great opportunity. And I know there are people that could help you hold tough conversations. And if you were to invite two people with very different points of view to your office and you and or an outside person facilitate a rich conversation. Now, whether they'd come into the room is a separate yeah. issue. And I, I think that was a real missed opportunity. And if I had more verve, I haven't used that word in a while, I, uh, I might write again. Because I, you know? I, I think independence has sort of gone, whoa, whoa. 
Yeah. I, and not, I, and Angus, I know how busy you are, honey. <laughs> this is just, you know, I, I, uh, I've always enjoyed listening to Angus King because he's a <laughs> national figure and he's great. He's interviewed a lot and he's kind of the, represents a, a kind of a middle of the road, but contrarian voice, um, mm -hmm. to the center. And I think that would be a great idea, um, to, to do it again. So I'm going to encourage you uh, at the risk of rejection again, or at least well, no I, didn't, response. You know, I didn't experience it as rejection. I, I it's yeah. just hard to get through to senators. Um, I wrote the same to, uh, Susan Collins and I, yeah. so any of you out there in mainland who have connections, um, think about <laughs> it or think about locally offering, um, OD support for facilitating tough conversations. There is a field people. Oh yeah, I mean, if I think about the last year and a half, two years uh, with issues around uh, diversity, inclusion, and equality, boy, oh boy, uh, really a, a, a dire need for uh, clear heads and a, a good facilitator. So I hopefully, I think we came up with some nuggets. What do you think, Joyce? Can I add one? I hope you add two. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like when you ask people for, what if um, suggestions and they do 20 and then you say, give me five more and they want to. Yeah. yeah. It's um, kind of like what I'm doing now. Yeah. No, I, I think I've mentioned this quite a bit, but I, it works. It's magic, whether it's with two people or 200 and which you'd have to probably break into smaller groups, but the whole thing of what I want, here's what I want. And here's what we need. Each person tells, you know, answers that question and it'll give you a great pile in the middle to work with. Wow, I, I love that idea. You know, I want people to get vaccinated. We need to find a way <laughs> probably to do that. Or we need to find a way to feel safer. That's not a good example. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to leave with one. No, I think it's a great example or a good tip. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll leave one and it isn't uh, a phrase that I uh, created. Uh, but the one that, that I think of particularly about not avoiding the issue is what is the most important conversation that we have right now? Yeah. Well, we had a little interruption and it's an interruption I'll take any time of the day, which <laughs> is a granddaughter knocking on my door. So not going to have difficult well who knows maybe i'll have a difficult conversation with her <laughs> but anyway um this is such an important topic for organizational development you know it falls under third-party facilitation but yeah. let's, let's really underline our contribution to public sector organizational development and third-party facilitation to create great difficult conversations you know the challenge for you and i well i won't speak for you joyce but for me uh what's been the real gift of this conversation uh i have leaned towards avoidance mm -hmm. and not going to the place and having those difficult conversations um and so now i have to look in the mirror and just say uh where, where do i need to to do some cleanup to make the world a better place. Amen. Amen. Until the next time.
Ta-da-da! See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.